the Dude Fox Podcast. Welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Paul, he's Ronnie, and I take most of it back from last week. Fox Ball is here. Our thanks to Billy Thompson for being our guest last week. Great stories of his time at United and getting some inside knowledge on some of his teammates from his time at Tannadice. Join the conversation on our socials. We are at Dorefox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Sheep Shagged, Hibs Preview, The Loan Report, The Women's Team, DUSF, Community Trust, Who Am I? And On This Day With The Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 163 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Billy Thompson and you're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox Podcast with Mr. Doom Paul McNichol and Mr. Gloom Ronnie Costello. Uh, two apt nicknames for last week's episode because it uh, had that feel about it, didn't it? Did. <laughs> and I, I don't think that... that at this time last week it was misplaced doom and gloom either I think uh, I think we were as a team honking up until uh, last night at Tanadice so uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to go with that with that hand although I'm quite happy being Mr Doom and look here we are Liam Fox is here to say Fox ball Fox ball sir painted yeah. on your wall behind you well why not why um, you know you've got to enjoy these victories yeah listen um Obviously, this week was uh, there was a lot of comments flying back and forward, and people people said we were, you know, our, our, our critique as such was on point. Um, some people said we weren't hard enough. Some people said, um, "Are you still on a job, Ronnie?" And I said, "No. Why should I know be?" He said, "Well, you said we were getting relegated." I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I said it was relegation form. My esteemed colleague said. We were relegated. We were done. We were <laughs> yeah, doomed. I, I had we done. <laughs> and obviously, going into the game, obviously, 6pm kickoffs are all the rage. Uh, Ross County going to beat Livingston before mm. we've even kicked off. And you're thinking, oh, shite. I yeah. have seen this movie before. Yeah. As recently as 2015-16 season. And I'll be honest mm. with you, I was generally shite myself. But, yeah, if you'd have no. said to me before that game kicked off, see right now, I'll give you an all a point. I might be defeatist, but I bloody took it yesterday. Yeah, but same. at the end of the day, sheep's got pumped. They're back up the road, but they got the shed. So crack on. But what I mean, it, it was like Alkmaar at home again, wasn't it? It was like the AZ game. Maybe we just need to play at night at home. Just switch the lights on, eh? Ah. Unbelievable. Again, but again, there's a, an energy crisis and whatever, but like, just switch the lights on, boys. Just keep them playing all right under them. At the time. <laughs> but I mean, night and day. Absolutely night and day, Paul. What an, what an amazing turnaround in seven days. And for, for all, uh, listen, I, I, I don't look into the stats and the facts, as people that listen to this probably know. But if we were, you know, if we were Scott and Dave for DUTV, you're going to look at the stats, you're going to look at the form, you're going to look at all this thing. And Aberdeen are pretty shite off of him, it seems. I wasn't be aware of this, but I looked at their form so far and I thought could be tricky, mm. but it was unbelievable. What a ninety minutes! Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. But to go back to the, the way that we were feeling last week, obviously at the start of last week there was a rumor that came out that we were we were now hand trialists in training. We were uh, Arno Zoom, Zoom, Dium, however you pronounce it. And <laughs> when I when I heard that, I thought, oh, here we go, like this. This reeks of 2015, 2016. Like we are scratching And although the people within the club, they probably can't exactly what they're doing. I hope. Who else did uh, we bring in with Guy Demel? Say his Cinema name. Pongol. Can he scored for a, a winner the other week for Liverpool Legends against Man United? Well, so he done Mel, and the time he was on that pitch, than he did the whole time he was at United. Correct, probably yeah, picking yeah, up a decent wedge as well. <laughs> Oh, no doubt. But that was, uh, but that that was just what that was my thoughts through the week. Like, and I wasn't a, no, that I wasn't a. Like a lot of people have said, and you just said it there. You were, you weren't looking forward to the game. Like you were, no. you were kicking your brakes about it. I wasn't because, as the, <laughs> we, we all know, I, I'm like glass half empty here. But I was thinking, 
oh, we're probably going to lose this. Like, I, I couldn't. That was my headspace. Like I wasn't thinking that we had much of a chance just because of what had gone before. And Aberdeen, maybe I was reading too much into some of their recent results, clearly. Uh, and then when the team came out yesterday and I saw that, well, I, I didn't care what the formation was going to be. Somebody had to come out and tell us. And, like, obviously, we had Liam Smith, McMahon, Edwards at the back. But originally, I was thinking there's four fullbacks in that team there. And we've got one centre-half or where uh, one bright spark for last week, uh, Happy, is back on the bench. I, I wasn't feeling it, Rondo. I really wasn't feeling it. The one thing that I was kind of grasping onto we wee bit of happiness and hope was Sybil was back in the team. Because it's, we're not even... T- you can't take credit because majority of fans that have seen the team for the, the whole season so far have been scratching their head at why he's... Been omitted for the, for the lineup. I'm just glad uh, he gave up the photos he had of Sunday, or he stopped shiting in cornflakes, or wearing Liam Fox's pants. I, I just didn't care. I'm glad he stopped doing it because my word, he was brilliant last night. Yeah, but it, it was just it was good to hear it was good to have him back in the team. And he's no like he's no world beater, but he he was something that we didn't hate, and he was something that we haven't had this season other than when he's been in in the team. And and now I get it like. He's been in the team when we've lost games as well, like no doubt. But when he went out of the team, we started like getting badly beaten. You know, we we were just hopeless and so open. And uh, he definitely brought something different uh, and very much needed to the to the team yesterday. So so pre match, I wasn't really feeling it. Still, I wasn't shiting it. I kind of resigned myself to the fact that we're probably not going to get any in here. Similar to you, I would have probably took a point because I'm a defeatist loser. Uh, but I'm I'm glad that I'm completely wrong. Absolutely miles off of being right yesterday. Yeah, I mean four changes. You see, um Tony Watt, Scott McMahon, Craig Sibyl, Glenn Middleton come in, uh, Stephen Fletcher, Ross Graham, Sadak Anaku and Ian Harks. Uh three of them obviously on the bench, Stephen Fletcher out injured uh from the start. And like you say, it, it, it wasn't a them you were looking at going, it could be a four four two, maybe it's a three five two, if we've got a double ten. I've got 2011s. What's going on? More importantly, I've got eight centre halves because we might need it. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, you know, we're quick out the blocks. I thought, I thought we started the game really well. I think there was certainly chances, and realistically, after about ten minutes, they should have opened the scoring because yes. if Carl Johan Eriksson had kept running, he was going down the tunnel. I'm not sure yeah. where he was going. If he thought he left the water on, the lights on, he's he's he, he had to phone his mum back or something. I didn't care. But he was just was, going, and uh, I, I, I feel worried there what was going on. And then, thankfully, the boy Miofsky was on his heels in the middle of the six-yard box because we've seen it before, especially this season, when we lose a goal, it's horrendous. And yeah. with 4,000 of them, ban the hail time. Man, yeah. whatever the hell sheep say. Um, uh-huh. And it was, you know, it would have been the perfect start for them and give them all they've got and whatever. But um, we, got, we got away with in there, I would have to say. And then he had another chance, a chance or two, but again, nothing clear cut. No, okay, nothing clear no, I cut they, for I them. Think, I think in the 90 minutes, they only had one shot on target. Yeah. Uh, but but that that was, that's an open goal, Rondo. Like that's, if that's Tony Watt up the other end, then I'm castigating him for missing that. It's an abs, it's the setter of all setters. Uh, as you've said, what the keeper was doing, I have no idea. Because he, like, he, he just, he just put himself in the position where, he couldn't affect anything. Like mm. he took himself out his goal, and he, he was miles away from where the cross was actually coming down and landing. So it was a it was a howler for the keeper that we got away with, thankfully, because the boy Miofsky must have thought, "If I could do this, we might have shot," and then shot his ass. And then he, he whatever he whatever he did, he couldn't do that again if he tried. Like there's no danger. Uh, so we definitely dodged a bullet there. Thing is, actually, before that, wasn't the game wasn't even a minute old when Jim McGrath had a header past the post. Yes, yeah, that was about 35 seconds Some or start. something. Because I remember looking at the clock thinking, I hope that's not the only chance. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was still fairly negative at that point. No like you. No like you. The amount of messages I've had telling you better be cheered up the day, it's unbelievable. No, I, I'm, I'm delighted the day around There's a lot of boys who go, tell your boss. Um, <laughs> and then, I could see what Willie Collin was trying to do, right? 
I could see how early he was thinking, I'll let stuff and stuff go. And he let stuff go in the first 25 minutes. I thought, he's, he's wanting a calm night tonight. And then he's booked Jamie McGrath in half hour. Deservedly so, right? Because he takes him out. And I just thought, well, if he starts booking one, he's got to book. He's got to probably book a lot more. But it was just, it was in there, it settled down. I think it was another cross, but I don't think it came uh, to anything. Um, and just as we got nearer to the half, I was actually quite comfortable. Like they could have the bar. And we said this last week. We had other bar against St. Johnson. Mere shots, ah, this, blah, blah. But the main important thing was on the top corner. And, I, and we weren't worried, we were pretty comfy. And then my word did we know Mark to have very good moves doing the right-hand side in a five-minute spell and put with two yeah. and a up right before half-time. It was unbelievable stuff. It was. It was absolutely class. Like, I was going berserk when both, both bars hit the net. Like, it was just, it was incredible. Like, and it was deserved at that point, I thought, because we had to ride with luck a wee bit. There was... Aberdeen probably had a wee bit more possession, as you say, at the start of the game. But we kind of like we there was a resiliency and a, and a and a bit of hard work that has been missing, in my opinion, uh, in some games this season that was there last night. And ah, like it was it was good. And to get to get two goals ahead, that's obviously like something that's that's not happened this season. So it was it was interesting. I still didn't like we got to half time. And there's a wee bit of disbelief, but you're also you're also thinking, right, this is class. But we still kind of like just assume that we're just going to see this game out comfortably. And like, I'm not going to say I was concerned because I was I really genuinely couldn't believe what we're doing. Two Two knows a shitty scoreline because if they score next, your ass could collapse. Yeah, I've, but I was just I was I think I was a wee bit shocked that that we were actually two and up in a game that internally in my own head I just kind of thought. Kind of see us getting much here, uh, and then the teams come out at the start of the second half, and for maybe ten or fifteen minutes, I, again I wasn't worried about it, but I felt like we were starting to sit deep, and it was almost like they were thinking, right, we've not won for a while, in fact, we've not won this season in the league, so we're just going to try and sit on this. And I was thinking that's got disaster wrote out if we if we try just to consolidate, we just tune on and defend on it. This is where uh, opinions change because I thought we'd come out second half and went for it. No, I no no. Anyway, start, I don't when he when he speak with the two goals, we've just glossed of over them as if do. it didn't happen. Of course we do. Of course. Because we do. what about Jamie McGrath for the first? The boy's still looking for him. Yeah, absolutely incredible excellent. stuff. He, he was excellent all night. Yeah, and uh, great band. Uh, Tony Watts had a great shot. The keeper's done well, and mm. just like last week, old Aziz is kicking about that uh, edge mm-hmm. of the box and. Uh, you may have noticed a slight delay in music because I didn't know if it was him, McMahon, or Glenn Middleton that scored that <laughs> because they all look no, pretty similar okay. for a distance. Yeah, well, I, Middleton was busy getting at the... I did see that, yes. fans behind the shed. Um, behind the shed, sorry. But a great, great goal and then Sheep, well, Sibbled with a great layoff to Sheep and he just darts in between, or around yeah. two. Great ball and Tony, what about took the net off? That, that was an absolute bullet. That was an absolute peach for where I was. Uh, like, I, it was just such a good finish. And he, I've, I've seen it back, obviously. I watched it on sports scene, and it's still, like, it's an absolutely phenomenal finish. He's, he's made it look easy. It was almost nonchalant. I'm just going to smash this into the right of the net. Keeper had no chance. But again, it was a great move. Uh, I think it was great play, hold-up play by Sybil. Sybil, yeah. Sheep, sheep then what Sheep does. He just gets past his man and... He cuts it back to to Tony Watt on a plate, and like uh, I mean, it was it was it's a chance. I'm not going to say it's a half chance, but the finish was absolutely dynamite for Tony Watt. Like it really was. Uh, so I uh, we're sitting we were sitting good, we're sitting pretty at half time. Yeah, yeah. Like see, absol- absolutely smashed it. <laughs> um, I actually didn't know until it was half time. I noticed where Jim Goodwin was sitting. I never realised he was up behind you. Uh, uh, he was a uh, Jim Pellers. He, he was he class. Uh, Bus was stubborn. So uh, no uh, allowed to go in the dressing Tony, room either, eh? No, no, I wouldn't let him in the ground personally. But uh <laughs> but Tony Watt, he didn't have to get a wee bit of abuse for his for his celebration. Like that, they were fairly pelting on me stuff. Uh, I, imagine I throwing a perfectly good Scottish Scott Brothers pair. Unbelievable. Or, or 
or an overpriced lemonade. Like it's absolutely mental. Boys up in Aberdeen must have a lot of dust. That's uh, I could assume if they're freely thrown at a wall like that. But it was great to see. Absolutely fantastic. It was. There, there was obviously a couple of uh, moments in the second half. Uh, I think you know Con- Connor Barron coming on. I think is a really good player and. The- Brought in the other young lad, Leighton Clarkson. I mean, two 20-year-olds, you're putting your faith in them in the centre of midfield to really mm-hmm. get you going there. It's a couple of really nice passes and whatever. And the boy Miofsky took him down his chest and then volleyed it, I think, over the shed. But you kind of got to tell yesterday. Now, again, the truth is right, but I got to tell yesterday he's on 15 grand a week. So? <laughs> I hope so. That marks he's missing the first half. Are the better mental, mental, but and this is the thing when you look at the Aberdeen side, like that has had money spent on it, like transfer fees, signing on fees, big wages, and stuff. And then buy him, they didn't have to buy him. They bought him, they bought Ramadani, they bought the boy Duke that come off the bench, bought them up, pay fees for them up. Yeah, good, good. So it's absolutely pleasing as it was, but they, um, you know, they were starting to come in, they were getting chances, but you just thought that I just thought we'd we'd get chances, like we would be in the mixer. And when Craig Sibbald knocked the bar in the boy, the boy McCrory, and into the box, I'll be honest with you, I was screaming and thought it was an absolute stonewall penalty. I saw yeah. it back literally 30 seconds later mm-hmm. and I damn near pushed myself laughing. Uh, <laughs> no, straight uh, I, I Obviously, I was screaming for it as well as a penalty, but th- there was nothing in me that believed it was a penalty. Like, uh, he's, in, in my opinion, he's knocked the bar past the boy. He's got himself in between the boy and the bar and he's he's just fell over. And these days you get a penalty for that. If anything, he's fell a wee bit backwards so that the boy... So it looks like the boys actually hit him uh, for the back, which uh, which I didn't think he has. But you know what? Where we are in the league, and like we were we were crying out for for some sort of fortune somewhere, some favourable fortune, and that that certainly helped with because uh, on another day you didn't get that, and Sybil gets booked. So we take it, and we we just like we could have done the nice thing. We could have went, can well, that was not a penalty. I'll just roll it into the keeper's arms. Dangies. I'm putting this right in the net. Tony Watt was having a wee bit of a go at the keeper as well before the penalty. I didn't care. Uh, I didn't care. He's a shy house, saying, is he? Uh, uh, I didn't care if he was telling him to shut his purse or telling him where the bar was going to go or whatever. <laughs> but either way, McGrath stepped up. And that was interesting as well because I wasn't sure when we got it who was going to take it. Nicky Clark. Oh, no, he was in the stand. He was in the stand. Uh, he, was, uh, he was sitting beside Jim Goodwin. <laughs> but uh, I genuinely didn't have a clue what our penalty take it was. So. Uh, it was uh, again. It was it was another opportunity to score, which we took and took it with a plum. What about the fourth goal? I near missed that because I was looking at my phone or something. Because I th- obviously we've got the free kick and we're in half, and I thought, right, I'll just just check something and check the news. <laughs> excuse me, che- checking whatever I was checking. And yeah, uh, only fans is getting on. And then I look up, and the keeper's running back to his net. I was like, what? How has that happened? <laughs> it's unbelievable. It reminded me of years ago in a Dundee derby, Dave Mackay done something similar in the same goal. Uh, but it was, it was class, like. It was, it was just class. Still not as good as Charlie, is that? <laughs> no, that was, that was unbelievable. That was <laughs> unbelievable. But, but then it was, it was just great. Everything that could go wrong for Aberdeen did, did start going wrong. I mean, even... In the second half, I was really enjoying the fact that none of them at the back, maybe with the exception of McCrory with the back, he's, he's, he's quite a decent player, he's quite comfortable. But when they were hearing place kicks or goal kicks, they were just rolling out to boys that were already in the box and they were clearly no comfortable with it. And United were on the front foot, the tails were up, we were confident and we were harassing them and they just couldn't handle it. And they just kept doing it. It was like watching us years ago when we were trying to do it, eh? I hate when fun football teams do that. I, I just, I think it's just, it's unnecessary. And I get that they, they're probably thinking, ah, but if you launch the ball, then we're, chances of winning it are actually no that high. Ah, but the ball's no in your own box and you're not getting closed down for three oncoming attackers when the boy we, the bar in your team, isn't comfortable we the bar to begin with. And uh, the, the guy, Stuart, at the back, I think he's the captain. 
He was Lopen. He's he, he has Lopen last night. Is he Lopen? He time? has Lopen. He's no he good was, at all. But why why do you sign a player like that and then you you try to get them? Because good Goodman's brought him in. Like Goodman's no took the team poor and he's already there. Like he's brought him in and he must have that preferred style of play. <laughs> he's brought somebody in that can't do that. He's no comfy with the bar. I, I think I think kind of he's a good defender. I've never really seen him before. He was loping last night. I think at the starting lineup. I'm sure the boy says to me yesterday before the game, seven out of the eleven are summer signings good one made. So you're yeah. talking the keeper, the hell of the back four, mm-hmm. boy Ramadani and Miofsky are ah, sort of new and pff, there's no I think any of them got past marks yesterday. They came with the keeper actually, to be fair, forgotten about four nil. After they were hen, they were just doing what they wanted after the third goal. Kept them in it. He had some really good saves. He saved him for Levitt. He saved him for Watt. Sadat mm-hmm. put it in the Jerry Kerr because he was feeling <laughs> sorry for them because he's too nice a guy. Um, yeah. But I thought, kind of another day, like, you know, you could have got a fair few. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you back, got I mean, to be fair, some of our players going through and go were probably shiting them going, I've not been in this position last season. What did I do now? But yeah. there's not a lot. No. Like, I wasn't, for other. For all the shiting it before the game and the worry I had with it, actually when I watched that, I went, what am I worried about? Like, at full time, I thought, this team have done nothing. They've had one shot of our goal. Keepers had yeah. nothing today. You know, they've had a couple of half chances, but can we've had some really good chances and what have happened. Yeah, wasn't I really impressed at all. Even, even when they were on top, thought we'd defend. And I think credit has to go. I think for the, the, the bit of kicking he's had a little bit, Ryan Edwards, I thought, was outstanding again. I mean, listen, we could go through the whole team and say that, but again, when players have been a wee bit out of form, mm-hmm. I thought he was outstanding. I thought McMahon and Smith beside him, again, mere mobility possibly, you know, a bit quicker than what's there before, thought they were immense. Kieran Freeman was unbelievable. As he's yeah, brilliant yesterday as well. Again, wing back, just go and do what you're doing. You know, Craig yeah. Sibbald went in the pitch, showing Abdi the photos he had of somebody. Again, but he's like, and they're in the team. But that allowed Levitt to go and play. Jamie McGrath, again, best player in the park last week. For me, best player in the park yesterday. You know, mm. and then Tony Watt through the middle. Brilliant. You know, Middleton works his arse off as well. It's just, I'd say we could have went through the Hill team. Keep her. None today. Like, barely any today, apart from no quite get across. But then Ken come and got crosses, come out, gather the bar. Fine. Ken, it just saved, saved a shot. Saved. He he, he done all right. Like apart from that that damn near how that was it. Okay, but he, again, he done all right. Like you, you're looking at that, you're going. Ken, he's got a shot again. He's got another shot. So you're thinking, well, Ken, good on him. And then and then you're looking at um, he brings an Aku on for Middleton. Give a bit a bit extra unpredictability. Don't know what you're going to get. You know. And then obviously, I think as the clock's wearing down. You know, you're getting Hearts comes on, and then you're put, you know, Graham, and I was great to see Pollock coming on. I actually thought he was going to get dogs abuse tonight. He didn't really for them, no for us, but for them. No get that for us. Um, but again, he should have scored. I just scored at the end. But again, there's other chances. I mean, it was crazy yeah. at times. Yeah, it was absolutely mental. Um, I know, I know. But I thought, yeah, as it went on, um, you know, we we're getting you know into it, and when the fourth goal goes in, I mean, it was incredible, but. I mean, the start of the season couldn't have been any worse. Like, we've, we've sat here every week and been like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, like, mm-hmm. okay, we've lost this, we've done that, we've shipped them many, this is pure, this is guff, all this, manager changes. And then, absolutely out in a place, we have burst into life. Fox ball has been born. Yeah. And for all, for all the chat we go on, the like best transfer window in ages, the quality the team's got and everything like that, you know, but the whole team worked 110 percent. But and I, I, listen, I thought I thought you were going to say it before I'm about to say it. But it's only one win, it and it's a massive win. We're still bottom by two points. We're still <laughs> we're still bottom in the league, Rondo. So it is only one win, but it's a big win because before that game kicked off, we were bottom in the league by five points, which is no happy place to be. No, we've, we've we've shown now. Hopefully, we've shown. Certainly, they've shown the punters that they are capable of putting in a performance like that and getting decent results. But it'll mean nothing if you you go and lose to Hibs and you 
you go and shit the bed up in Dingwall next weekend. Like you, you've got to continue this. This has got to be the start of something. It can't just be like the Alkmaar at Hemgem. It can't just be a blip. Yeah, and that's especially this is, this because there's got to be the norm. Yeah, especially because right now as we record this, Kilmarnock are beating Hearts two one. Fantastic. Okay, so right now we're three points behind Ross County. We're ten points behind Kilmarnock. We're about to play Hibs during the week. Then we play Ross County on on Saturday. And looking at the goal difference, it's kind of goal difference is only one worse than Ross County now. Which is well, given what we've watched, their team lose goals. Yeah. You know, that's incredible. So, you know, you get the positive result Tuesday. You could go up there and a win could take you three points above them. But mm-hmm. I'm not getting carried away, but I think we saw for the promise that the team looked like, the players that we'd brought in and all this, to be probably where we are, desert up till now. Because it's just yeah. not been good enough. Like, you see, you didn't get breaks. We got breaks yesterday because it's no penalty, mm-hmm. right? And it's, yeah. it's fine. I'll take it. Um, Boy missing an open goal. Yeah. That's a break. And, you know, Tony Watt through the middle, like a, a different player, you know, two and two, absolutely incredible. Scored 66% of his goals in the past week, if you had. But then you look at Aberdeen, who have got this horrible away record, apparently. But I thought at times this season, we were soft to shite of the buck. Mm-hmm. If we were soft, they are humdung and diarrhea. Because yep. <laughs> it, it was incredible. Like, I, yeah. Like, for, for all the praise they've possibly got, and we're thinking, I mean, they were mad enough, their fans are mad enough, a lot of noise online and 4,000 away, we're going to win 8 nothing. they're pure shite, we're going to do this. Honestly, last night reading a fan forum of Aberdeen while I was at my work, I was busy, was I, I should have got popcorn because I could have been there a while. It was hilarious. <laughs> I went for how much they were going to batter us how shite the boy Miofsky is and Goodwin can get the fuck it was brilliant it was absolutely incredible I loved it fans are fickle Ron I loved it fans are fickle even better that there was there was boys kicking about with their masks on before the game and I seen the same wee boy with tears in his eyes at the end and I just thought ah welcome to football mate that's, that's what's about that's, again um, so I saw a few discarded they were being scarfs outside the ground what was, oh, so I did see pictures of that actually. Yeah, yeah so, so a couple. But it, so it's couple. incredible that, you know, <laughs> it was at times that um, yesterday I watched when we had the ball, it was like Aberdeen and the Kilmer that were doing out of possession, which at times this season I thought we have been a bit like that. But yesterday was yeah. so different because, you know, we just, everyone kind of worked so hard and there was, you couldn't hear it because of the crowd being 11,000 in last night. Players kind of knew that's my man. I'm going to him. I'm closing him down. There was a lot more coming for it, you know, and they were working hard. And it was quite actually, you know, when uh, I seen Leon Fox come out and, and, and said after the game that um, he, he he would still like more for every single player. And I thought, aye, I think they, I yeah. think they can because it, it wasn't a finished. We've seen Dylan Levitt have better games. We've seen mm-hmm. you know other players hate better games. We know they're capable of it. But yesterday as a team. It was a brilliant performance. Brilliant performance. It was, and I th- and you you said it like two or three times there. Hard work, mm. like that. In in my opinion, and I'm no backing down on this. Like I, 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 when you win games like you did last night, I, you could forgive a lot of stuff. But like we we worked harder last night, in my opinion. Mm. Like that's there's been games this season where we've 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 just no like you, and hard work in this league will get you places, Rondo. Like you don't you know you get. I think your fans might have a level of expectation, but that level of expectation isn't it? We need to be battering every team that that comes to Tanadice and winning every game. No, like putting a shift. The bare minimum that we want is you put a shift in, and you dinner down tools, and you you play to your maximum if you can. Like that's that's what we want. And I, I don't even think we played to our maximum last night, but like we we won four 0 and and what a feeling it was after the game to to ken that your team's put the shift in for you uh, and like they should be feeling good about themselves as well hopefully like we keep saying hopefully that's it's a turning point you know it's a line in the sand there's no going back because like we, we can't be going back the, the position that we have gotten ourselves into there's not really much uh, wriggle room like we were bottom of the league we hate to go on a run now like if Kilmarnock can go on a run if St Martin can go on a run how the hell can we not like We've got better players, in my opinion. We might have a couple of 
a couple of areas of the team that that we need to maybe address in a, in a future transfer window. But if if you can give the level of performance that you got last night, then against these teams, yeah, you're right, and you'll be all right. Yeah, and say they they're a fair bit of possession, but it showed the work and the discipline off the ball when you've no got mm-hmm. the ball is so so important, and. You know, I thought we coped really well with that. And it could be a turning point. I think it needs to be a stepping stone for what we're trying to do. You know, Hibs come on, on Tuesday night and there's absolutely no point in taking a, such a big step to then get pumped back three or four, given at the minute, Kilmarnock are two on up. You know, which when you look at a league table, puts them on 10 points with St Johnston, then it's Ross County 8 and us 5. So there's still work to do. But if that's mm. what we can... If we can bring those levels... And I know people are saying that's the minimum that's expected from now on. And for graft and hard work, it bloody should be. Like, there's going to be games like yesterday. I mean, you look at the stats for yesterday and we've had um, someone like 14 shots and eight on target. Listen, there's going to be games like that. You're not going to score any goals. But if you put in that kind of effort, yeah. fans will stay with you. It's when we've seen this season, it's been like, it's just pure turgid. Like, this is... This is like... There's been nothing to get behind in some games. Nothing. There's been no, no positives, nothing that you you look at and think, oh, that was all right. There's been too many games like that this season. Last night, there was a lot. Like, we were clinical. We, we were knocking more pans in. We were getting in their faces. We didn't allow them to get a foothold in the game at all when they were trying to get back into it. We, we, just, we just stopped it in its tracks. And, like... As, as we keep saying like they've now shown us that, that they can do that some fans never doubted it I was certainly starting to doubt that that we were able to do that because because of what I was seeing in front of us what I was seeing on, on the pitch on the set they asked them in but uh, but yesterday was class like it's, it's it's put a spring in the step hopefully it's done the same for the players hopefully there's a hopefully they didn't get too big for their bits though you know it is only one game mm. uh, we've still got to go again and, and try and take this and try and get a win against Hibs. You know, Hibs are like they're, they're not mugs, but they're not going to be scared. Eh? If we can, if we can beat Aberdeen four 0 at him, we can certainly get a result against Hibs. Uh, so, eh, like it's th- things look a lot brighter. Even though we're still in the same position, we're still two points adrift at the bottom of the league. Things look a wee bit brighter the day than they did seven days ago when we were recording it, because I had with Dune and. And that's just the way I felt. And <laughs> if we could re-record that episode, I'd have probably said the same thing again because that, like, we had just been absolutely mince, you know. Uh, but last night, it gives you hope. It gives you hope that if United, if United play the way that they did last night for the rest of the season, there's no danger we're going down. No danger because we'll have more than enough. But if we slip back into that form of the first eight games of the season on a regular basis, then there'll be more shitey podcasts coming out on a Monday where my face is tripping us because that's that's what that's what it'll do. <laughs> that's not just me. Like, there'll be a lot of negativity. But but as for last night, really, really couldn't ask any more for the players, for the team, uh, and for the Aberdeen fans to give us so much dosh so that they could see their team get pumped. It's uh, I'm just grateful for everything that happened yesterday, Rondo. Man of the match. Well, you've went you've went McGrath. I'm going settled. Just because, I mean, the thing is, I'll know. I'll know even argue with you. McGrath was excellent. McGrath's been really good, uh, but I just think that Sybil, Sybil's just been. Is that another like payment? And your only fans are beat man. Uh, oh, it's a new subscriber. Big nice. Sybil, brilliant, a nice one. That's uh, that's fine. I, I, I had the DM on the town. I was going to give him out of the match if he if he gives us a favour. So that's I'm just uh, depositing that there. And like, I'm the only fans. He does like dodgy photos. Give him that. That's Allegedly. Fine. That's fine. Well, I'll send them a few more. I told Fox uh, podcast rumour. <laughs> but I, I just thought he was class yesterday. He was something that we've been crying out for for a few weeks. He came in, he done a great job for a while. Uh, whether or not he's, his presence has made people play a wee bit better, I, I don't know. But like we, we won 4-0, so it's hard to, it's hard to argue. But certainly... If you're saying it was McGrath for you, you kind of kind of go against him as well. He was he was exceptional for us. You're good, bad, and ugly from 90 minutes of scintillating action at Tannadice. But again, good, bad, and ugly. It can be pre-match, half-time, full-time. It can be everything. It's just on the game. 
and it's all a bit of fun. The good, the good's the win. Like you've, it's that's that was exceptional. That there's nothing nothing tops your team winning, especially in style like that. Four going on five or six. Uh, I don't think there was a bad. To be honest with you, I, I'm I'm no I'm no seeing many bads yesterday at all. Okay. And the ugly was obviously there was four thousand of them at the game that were not the best of looking. So. Uh, that, that's it. That's my good, nay bad, and ugly this week, Rondo. Good one, nay bad, 4,000 ugly buggers. Yeah, we'll take that. Um, right, the Spoon Burners, Tuesday night then at Tanadice. They are on a bit of form. They've won four in a row since Murn beat them at the end of August. They beat Kilmarnock 1 0, they beat Aberdeen 3 1, they beat Ross County 2 0, and they uh, got a win yesterday against. Uh, Motherwell. Do they, they know only get results though against ten men? Is there no something in that? Yeah, like well, they got. Um, Motherwell got somebody sent off. Didn't Motherwell they? got man sent off. Aberdeen uh, got the boy skill sent off. Kilmarnock uh, 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 got Ash Taylor sent off. Yeah. So um, what I'm trying to say, Yorondo, are we here today? Is keep eleven men on the park and then we should comfortably win this game. The, 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 the biggest disappointment for me is you know getting there to sing the praises of Ryan Porteous for how good he was for Scotland because oh. I can't you like him that much. I might even have waited outside for him just to applaud him off that team bus. Dang it. He'd have got heckled and pelted with wine gums. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but they are... Um, uh, uh, he scored the winner yesterday, Ryan Porteous, um mm. bravely heading the winner according to the BBC. Suffering Probably a head knock enough. in the process. So whatever. Well, I'll be him in the concussion protocol, and he's out. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't be allowed to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that it's going to be. Um, it's always a tough game, especially you're playing a team that are in a bit of form as well. They've had a bit of an up and down season. I think that's fair to say, and uh, mm-hmm. given their form and whatever else. And I think we all had a collective laugh when Falkirk beat them. Um, in the League Cup back in July, it was that long ago. Uh, but yeah, they seem to be in a. They, they, they've got a bit of form behind them. I'm just actually looking for for the league table, and I can still see it's two one to uh, to Kilmarnock. And I knew when I said yesterday we are all Robbie Nielsen today. It uh, would bite me in the arse, and that's exactly what it's doing. Uh, well. Hibs are up to third, seventeen points. But like I've said to you, when St Johnston are ninth on ten. There's no loads and loads in it, really, but it's going to be a it's going to be another tough test at home under the lights. We've won two yeah. to two under the lights at home this season. You know what could possibly no, no. go wrong? Hopefully, nothing goes wrong, Rondo. Like it's it's the shot in the arm yesterday that we that we hopefully needed, uh, and as a as a fan, we've craved. But it's it's a winnable game, you know. If we I keep saying it, I reiterate it. If we play like we played last night. It's more than winnable that game. Hibs are not to be scared of. Hibs are hibs. There's a reason that there's there was a, a phrase coined. They've hibsed it. It's not because they were brilliant. It's because they regularly made an airsaw. Mm-hmm. So here's hoping. In fact, they didn't even hit him at an airsaw on Tuesday. Like if we play to whatever we can play to, we'll give them a game. And we'll hopefully be more than a match for them. So I'm a lot more confident now than I was pre-match after seeing the team lineup come out. Uh, and I'm absolutely gutted that I'll not be there because I'll be on the other side of the country but that's by the by hopefully it's on pay-per-view I don't care if it is uh, or, or I'll just say to listen to, to Dave Hill and, uh, and Scott Simpson or Mark McCreary whatever's commenting on it but I will find a way to be tuning into what's going on back at Tannadice throwing pears at the TV oh no I never <laughs> throw food away unless it's at Ryan Porteous Correct, you are very true. So that is um, the rearranged game from a few weeks ago. Uh, Tuesday night, seven forty-five kickoff. Uh, like I said, then we're away to Ross County on Saturday. Two massive games, a big, big week. Uh, and given that we were saying, oh, you know, we're coming at three big games: St Johnston, Aberdeen, Hibs, and St Johnston. Then you get the win, and then what we were served up then to now it's chalk and cheese, lads. So let's keep it up, right? Nice recovery Please. session at the Fairmont or wherever you go. <laughs> you know, we. Okay, whatever you need today, cotton wool, you know, ice baths, just look for Mark Sure Metal Gardens no there. And just massage. Aye, whatever you need, you know. And if you need some attack your mind off things for 30 seconds, onlyfans.com forward slash Paul McNichols big one, and you'll be fine. Right, let's move on. Um loan report and all that kind of jazz, what's been happening? 
Uh, well, not not that much to be honest with you, but uh, we've we've put together a, a shitey wee loan report anyway. So we're going to start down in Ayrshire. Logan Chalmers at Air United. Logan made his first start for the Honest Men on Saturday as they welcomed Queen's Park to Somerset Park. He wasn't a quite man of the match. His hat-trick scoring teammate took that honour, but he did put in a very lively and hard-working performance as he helped Air to a 5-0 win on the day. Chris Mockery at Dunfermline. It would be a strange game on Saturday for Chris and his past teammates as they travelled to Alloa, looking to extend their eight-game unbeaten run in the league. They did, but the 3-0 scoreline perhaps flattered them a little. Chris has again played well and played the 90 minutes, but man of the match was apparently Dennis Mehmet. Still, more game time for a young mockery. Adam Hutchison at Montrose. After being an unused sub for Montrose's last week, for Montrose last week, sorry, there was no place for Adam in the matchday squad this week as Montrose won 3-1 away at Clyde. And this was due to a recurrence of the hamstring injury that he has just recovered from. The laddie can't catch a break, Rondo. Declan Glass at Derry City. Deco was once again a sub for Derry in Friday night's game against Finn Harps and he would only come on in the 90th minute as his side ran out very comfortable 3-0 winners. Kai Fotheringham at Stirling Albion. Yeah, another good performance from Kai on Saturday as he helped Stirling trounce Dumbarton 6-0. He'd get the full 90 minutes and although he never managed to get his name on the score sheet this week, he did set up the third. His good loan spell continues apace. Leighton Bisland at Cowdenbeath. After breaking his scoring duck for Cowdenbeath last week, it was back to defensive duties for Leighton as his side travelled to East Kilbride to face the league leaders. In what must have bust a few coupons, it was Cowdenbeath that would run out 1-0 winners on the day, meaning that Leighton would play the full 90 minutes and help his side keep a clean sheet. Jacob Comerford at Cumbernauld Colts. After a two-week absence due to injury, Jacob was back in the starting lineup and back to playing the full 90 minutes for Cumbernauld Colts. It wouldn't be the happiest of returns, however, as his side lost 3-0. Still, good to see him back in playing. The women's team. It was a Sky Sports Cup match last Sunday for the ladies as they headed to East Kilbride to take on Motherwell. It would be a short venture in that particular competition, however, as they would lose 2-1 on the day. Motherwell went in at the break 2-0 up, due to two great long-range efforts that the keeper had no chance with. Obviously, I'm going to say that. Early into the second half, though, and podcast pal Tammy Harkin got on the end of a Jade McLaren cutback to reduce the deficit. Try as they might, however, and they did try. They just couldn't find an equaliser. They had a goal ruled out, they struck the bar, and Motherwell's keeper also managed to not be sent off for handling the ball outside the box, meaning that for all their efforts on the day, it amounted to nothing. A good shift from the team, but ultimately, out the cup. Player of the match, Fiona McNichol. There's no game today for the ladies due to the international break, but next Sunday they travel through to Glasgow to play Brian Graham's, yes, that Brian Graham, Partick Thistle side. The Academy. We have a new Andy Goldie. Paul Cowie is the new main man, and we wish him every success in his new role. Paul previously held the position of Head of Academy Coaching, and has been an integral part of the academy since 2019. So hopefully the transition to academy director will be seamless. Good luck, Paul. Yeah, there you go. Just like that. Uh, the Dundee United Community Trust walking football has been underway again. Thanks very much to Steve Ross, who likes to update us. Uh, this past week, it was the over 50s. East Region League uh, This round of matches had the Community Trust sitting out The first round of games sent up against Fairfield Who had played in the first round Who starting the day a few points above the DUCT in the league Both teams evenly matched It was a tight game with Fairfield taking the lead A change in the DUCT team And moving our top scorer up front Changed the game A crack and goal from Andy Elwood And DUCT were level Closer followed by a second score by Neil Witten And the CT were able then to hold out the lead until the final whistle so it finished 2-1 and the second game we played Fife Wanderers we pumped them 4-0 brilliant then with no longer uh, league games to play we played a friendly 8 aside with Montrose and it would be a tight game two more goals for Andy Elwood sadly not enough Montrose ran out winners and given it's over 50s there's a shout Sean Dillon might end up there soon 
Uh, Monday the 10th of October, as this goes out, sees the team off to Tory Glen in Glasgow for the over-50s Glasgow Cup. They'll be up against tough opposition in the league rounds in the shape of Air United, Pollock United and St Anthony's. Usual sessions for the walking football Wednesday night, 8 to 9, Minas Hill Community Hub, and Sunday morning, 9.30 until 11am at Lochie Harps Ground. All are welcome. You can get all details, dundeeunitedct.co.uk. Smiles back for 2023. We are uh, delighted to be part of the Dundee United Supporters Foundation Gala Evening, which is happening Wednesday, 22nd of February, 2023. Uh, for your £25 ticket, you will get two shows for the price of one. You'll even get a half-time pair. You come along, you watch Smile, you hear your pie, you come back in, me and Paul come on the stage, you can sigh, cry, have a wee moan, but then within 10 minutes, we'll be joined by legends such as John Holt, Morris Malpass, Paul Hegarty, Hamish McAlpine, and I'm still unsure if I can announce the other two. Okay, I better not just in case. It might be out there, I've just not checked, but there's we've we've got an R2 coming on as well, which is really, really cool. So um all the details, dusf.scot forward slash shop, you want to buy a ticket. Uh, seat numbers are unallocated so you can sit beside your pals without having to buy tickets together um, bear in mind if you're right in the front row then Paul might give you a wee sneaky show of what's going on on his OnlyFans so there you go unitedlottery.co.uk if you want to play the lottery and find out about the 50-50 the lottery jackpot £2,000 Still £2,000, yes. Um, sign up for the lottery on the website. The lottery's drawn every Friday at noon. The 50-50 draw. First prize, £495. Ticket number 179149. £495, quid, 179149. Second prize, £165. Ticket number 179067. So two two cash prizes. Then we'll add some bonus prizes as well. A signed away shirt to one seven eight six eight four and a family ticket for four to a home game one seven nine nine zero six. Again, if you missed any of that, get yourself on to unitedlottery.co.uk. It is time. For who am I? Well, as Martin likes to still call it, guess who? Asshole. <laughs> so, podcast a wee bit obviously because we've mentioned the Hearts Commander game. The podcast getting recorded a wee bit later today. Um, and I actually said to Paul, I actually, I'm just heading home now, but I've actually not done my clues for uh, who am I? Because usually we'd have a load of uh, players not ready to go, but for some reason. It's still 2-1 by the way It's in uh, injury time In that game So I mean If we would have just read I think the fans may have been losing patience With the manager there I am not shocked Good Hope so Hope so And uh, Yeah So So I'm giving the clues The scores at the minute That's what I was just looking for it is currently 6-4 to me and I said to Paul earlier in a text message I'm pretty confident for you today you, but you say that every week clue number one you get it correct you get five points clue number two mm-hmm. you get it four points three three points four two points and the final one one point the only resource we can use is the Arab Archive apart from one clue which we can write by ourselves are you ready for question number one so some of this player's former clubs include some of them okay Arbroath Arbroath Stranraer and Elgin City Elgin well Alan Main played for Elgin City I'm sure we Alan Main Stranraer Arbroath Stranraer Elgin City Some of this player's former clubs include Arbo Stranar, Elgin City for five points. Paul, who is it? 
Marino Keith. It's not Marino Keith. <laughs> He was in my mind because you mentioned him last week. <laughs> I'm actually meant to check. I didn't actually check his stats if he was there. Clue number two. He, massive clue. Oh, it's like a double clue you're getting here. He made mm-hmm. his debut versus Aberdeen. He okay. scored his first goal versus Hearts, which given mm-hmm. that Kyle Laffrey scored today. Yes. First goal for us? Yep. Okay. He made his debut versus Aberdeen. He scored his first goal versus Hearts. And United won neither of those games. But who do you think it is? Three against Aberdeen. Three against Aberdeen. First goal against Hertz. Didn't win. Sure. <laughs> the, the, the Aberdeen game I'm thinking of is it was the first game of a season and we lost. Zvik was in the goal. Kenny McLean scored for Aberdeen. <laughs> <Can't I? laughs> yeah, yeah. Spot on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Right, we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> this player <laughs> made 114 appearances for Dundee United. Scoring 12 goals. This player made 114 appearances. Scoring 12 goals. you're thinking I'll just tell you it's two all the hearts always like that Robbie Nielsen it's finished full time <laughs> right he made 140 appearances he scored 12 goals for 3 points Paul I think you take the lead if you get this right I'm, who I'm am I right. I don't hear them I don't hear them nothing is he a foreign trialist that we had <laughs> right clue number 4 Am I right about the game? Am I right about that Aberdeen I mean, being his debut? Yeah, you're asking, you're asking me to check things that I really don't again. Maybe this okay. clue will help you. Let's, let's go. Clue number four for mm. two points. Dos. Two. Mm-hmm. He played under four managers at United mm-hmm. starting with Jackie McNamara. Namara Namara Mixu McKinnon Right, I've I've got a name and I'm convinced that he played in that game. And I'm convinced he was stinking. Uh, For two points. Who am I? Dernan. Mark Dernan. I think he's played for Arbroath. I don't I'm not convinced he played for Stranraer, but McNamara signed him. He played for Queen in the South, did he? That's all that's that's all I've got. Mark Dunnan. Mark Dunnan for two points. Stab in the dark. Well, it was that game. That was that game, yeah. Him, him and Donaldson. Yes, was that the correct. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so he played for Stran Rohr? On low and for St. Johnson. Yeah. Ah, he was at St. Johnson? So that's where he started his career, eh? Never played. Never played a game. Right. See, I could have thrown that in, but you never even played for them. No. He, I, would you I, like I the final him. clue? Of course I would. He is was a gummy? He, oh. 
He was one of the few players kept on after the club's relegation of the Championship. He established a solid defensive partnership with new signing William Edge and Gelly. He continued to be a goal threat, occasionally lending his physical presence as an option up front when required. Yeah. One of only four players to miss fewer than 10 games throughout a busy season, he helped United lift the Challenge Cup and reach the Premiership playoffs, where we got beat Faye Hamilton at the final hurdle. Yeah. So what was the managers then? McNamara, uh, McKinnon, Patalainen, Laszlo. Interim? Laszlo. Laszlo. Laszlo, so it was. Yeah. Well, so, what about Laurie Ellis? Was he there when Laurie Ellis count. was there? That would be five managers. Does what, what do you mean that doesn't count? Doesn't count. That, Move that, would on. Be, that would have been my clue. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> count. Six all is the scores. Six all is the scores on uh, on who am I at the, uh, okay. at the minute. So, uh, yeah, so it's finished two all in that game. So uh, I think we'll take that. I think we'll, we will, definitely we'll take that, yes. Well, we'll have to. Yes. <laughs> we'll just have to. Yes, I think we will. Uh, right, let's have a wee look at our final bit of uh, of uh, stuff, which is on this day, and associated with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee Football Club since 2006. 10th of October as a focus day. Mm -hmm. One game, one signing, and one birthday for you. To 1990 we go, and justice was seen to be done when we collected both points after Saturday's abandonment when we led 2-1 versus Dunfermline. We went ahead when Hamish French sent in a cross from the left that was headed down by Paddy Connolly to Dave Bowman, who forced the ball over the line. Any hopes Dunfermline had of salvaging something from the game all but disappeared two minutes into the second half. Billy McKinley picked up a clearance uh, from his corner on the right and drove the ball into the back of the box where newcomer... Geese Steinman mm -hmm. first time that a right foot shot low pass roads near post a third was added when podcast pal Freddie van der Hoorn played a long free kick mixed with put a line and header on to Hamish French who eventually squeezed the ball past roads into the net and it finished 3-0 to the good guys see that game you touched on the abandonment mm. I was at that game and mm. I was part of like United I'm not sure if it was just United in Dunfermline or not but we had, there was fans, young fans were having penalty competitions. So we were having them at Tannadice and then they were reciprocated at East End Park. I was on the pitch at half time, tarting penalties against Hamish that day. Have and you told them that? Uh, no, I don't think, think I did mention it. He, he doesn't mind nothing, does he? It would no. be pointless telling him that. But he saved in, I scored in, and I hit the bar in in front of the shed. I got a cheer for the boys in the shed. It was great. Highlight of my life peaked. I and you know, you, it was two one when the game got abandoned. Do you know who scored Dunfermline's goal? No idea. Ian McCall. Arsehole. Yes. Our signing as a podcast pal who had a short spell on loan at Ross County. Oh, hold on, is this who am I? Uh, before <laughs> making the breakthrough at United in January 2007, he then became a regular in the lineup and was named as club captain. In 2008, he collected a League Cup runners-up medal, was forced to retire in April 2010 as a result of his earlier injuries. He made 94 appearances, 10 goals. On this day in 2006, we signed Lee Wilkie. Lee. Very, very good player. Everybody says that, yeah. Everybody that his teammates that we speak to, they're like, oh, he was better than what you think. Well, I thought he was pretty good, so I that's, wouldn't mess with him either. That's just punching pusses. Correct. Our birthday boy is not only a podcast pal, but Dundee United footballing royalty. He made 575 appearances. He scored 171 goals. He won the league. He won two cups and his achievements as a player at Tannadice were recognised when he was inducted into the Dundee United Hall of Fame in January 2010. Today, Monday, 10th of October, we say happy 66th birthday to Paul Sturrock. Absolute hero. I wonder if he still keeps his, his socks doing at his uncle's. Even in the winter when it's cold and you could really do with them being can just below the knee. I wonder if he still rolls them down in the house. Puts his buffies on. Class. Maybe he does. I think he does. Maybe I think he does, does Rondo. He probably does. Love, love Luggy. So, that is it. That is uh, a, a much happier episode than it's yes. been. 
even though we're still bottom, even though we're still yes, red, doesn't matter. It doesn't, we doesn't matter at all. But again, listen, they're all massive games. The Spoon Burners are here on Tuesday. Then we're up to the Highlands on Saturday. Massive week for Dundee United Football Club. Massive week for Foxball. Massive week for Craig Sibbles' iCloud to no get hacked. So are they dodgy photos get released? But we're on, once again, we're under the lights at Tanadice Tuesday night. How do you think we're going to get on? We're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. You can grab some merch, dodefoxpodcast.com. Do have a great week. Stay safe and don't forget to wash your hands and your asshole.